Hey, this is Dr. Bruce Becker. I'm here with Pastor Mike for another Behind the Series podcast. I've been away for a while. Uh, Amber Albee Swenson's been doing a fantastic job with these monthly Behind the Series podcasts. But I'm back and I'm here with Pastor Mike to talk about Christmas buzzwords. It's a four-part series coming up in December. Pastor Mike, what do you mean by Christmas buzzwords? Is that like, Ooh. is that like uh, Buzz Lightyear in the toy uh, stories uh, series, or are you talking about Christmas quotes like "Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings," or "You'll shoot your eye out, kid"? Or what are you actually talking about? <laughs> Wait, are those actual sayings that people say? I've never, <laughs> I've never heard about bells ringing and angels getting wings. Wow. That's out of one of the best Christmas movies ever. What what movie's that? I'm unfamiliar with it. It is A Wonderful Life. Oh. This is this is embarrassing to admit I've never seen that movie. Oh, you've got to watch I... this, this movie. Okay. <laughs> no, I think cancel I've watched the, Cancel all the questions. We need to we need to catch up on important I, Christmas I think movies. I've watched this movie every year for the last, you know, 40 uh, years. I don't know, maybe so, but when I started dating Kim, she was shocked. Apparently there's a bunch of classics that I just never saw growing up. So I was, when I was a kid, like eight, nine years old, I was watching Arnold Schwarzenegger movies like predator and the running man. So while most nice Christian families were watching a wonderful life, I was watching Arnold hunt a mysterious beast through the woods. (laughs) I think I turned out. Okay. All right, moving uh, on. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on. Yeah. Oh, wait, Bruce, uh, I am hearing from our producer that we have to slow down and talk about Christmas movies that we may or may not have seen. I'm I'm feeling a little bit on the spot right now, but l- l- let's talk about this. So, like, what do you think are, like, the classic top three Christmas movies that I should have seen, but maybe I haven't? Well, A Wonderful Life would be one. No, I uh, haven't seen it. Uh, Christmas Story would be an- another one. <laughs> I have not seen that. And well, Miracle on 34th Street, 34th Street to 36th Street. (laughs) I either one I haven't seen. I have seen Die Hard. That's a Christmas movie, isn't it? Nakatomi Plaza, John McClane. Die Hard is only considered a Christmas movie because it happens with snow. (laughs) I learned some bad words as a kid from watching Die Hard. Um, yeah, I've so our family has the tradition of watching Elf and um, and The Grinch with Jim Carrey every holiday season. So we've picked up on a couple of modern classics, but yeah, those old school ones, we tried to watch Mary Poppins a month ago and there was four minutes of credits at the start of the movie. So at that point I just said, I'm out. I'm out. If it wasn't made before 1990, (laughs) how about the movie gremlins? Have you seen that? I have not seen gremlins. Oh, okay. So what should I know about gremlins? Oh man. I, I remember having little gremlin like kind of action. Fi- I think McDonald's put them in Happy Meals back in the day. So I yeah, that's it's probably been thirty years since I've thought about gremlins. But I I feel like maybe we should have like a a gift swap when when you and Linda are just like catching up on how much you love each other. Maybe you could pick your favorite movies and send them to the Novotnies, and Kim and I could send you some movies, and then we could get together for a latte and talk about how we feel. What do you think, Bruce? Christmas movie swap. Uh, not, not during Christmas time. It's too, too busy, too busy. So, you know, you know, 
You know, what occurs to me, though, is, is that our age difference really plays into this hmm. because, you know, Elf was, in my mind, a fairly recent uh, movie, even though it really isn't. But compared to A Wonderful Life, which I wasn't even born when that was uh, <laughs> that was made. But uh, maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah. Well, uh, let me think about this Christmas swap. And we'll I was this just out. I was just concerned that if I send you these old movies, you're not going to watch them anyway. <laughs> Strong possibility. Well, thanks for talking about it, Bruce. Well, All right, moving on. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So Christmas so buzzwords. What? Yeah, that's the series. Um, when I think of Christmas buzzwords, I think of those words that are everywhere during the holidays. It's like not a Christian thing. You could go to a, you go to a Hallmark card shop. You could walk through the mall. You could be looking at holiday cards that come in the mail or advertisements. And it just seems like there are these certain words that every marketer clings to because they, they sound really good, especially around the holidays. So I'm thinking of words like hope, um, peace, joy, love, Sometimes you can throw faith in there, you know, put it on like a sparkly, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of glitter thing on a sweatshirt or a holiday card. It just sounds really nice. The hope of the season or the, the peace of the holidays or love. Um, so that's what I mean by Christmas buzzwords. Not, not just Christian words, but words everyone is talking about because they sound in some way like really good news. Got it. Well, could you share with our listeners what these buzzwords are and aren't? Hmm. Yeah, it's huge. I, on a, philosophically, I'm not sure as you write and speak and as you've preached through the years, to me, it is so, so important to slow down and define words that they're not like words from another language that we'd scratch our head about, but they're just so familiar that maybe we lose kind of the, the heart of it. So, you know, if I said, have you ever heard the word hope? everyone would say, well, yeah, obviously. But if I ask them, what does the Bible mean by the word hope? I have a hunch people would sputter and stutter and be searching for answers, right? So let's start with the word hope. Uh, I think most people in the English language use the word hope as a synonym for something you really want to happen, but it might not. Like, I hope I get a good grade on this test. So kind of uh, like a, a wish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I hope it's not snowing when I'm driving to grandma's house. I hope I get a new Xbox or an engagement ring for Christmas. It's like, I want it to happen. Eh. <laughs> might be a 5% chance, might be a 95% chance, but it's not like a guarantee. But in the Bible, almost always when the word hope is used, I define it as a for sure future. So it's in the future. It's not here just yet. That's why it's a hope, but it, it's not in question. It's not uh, just a wish and maybe it's going to work out if God blesses it. Uh, I think of it like the difference between I hope um, I hope it's nice weather tomorrow. Maybe, maybe not. And I hope the sun comes up tomorrow. Like, yes, that will, that will happen. <laughs> I owe you $5 if the sun does not appear tomorrow. Right? So, you know, when the Bible says that uh, Jesus is our hope or Christians have the hope of eternal life or we have the hope of victory over the grave, or we have the hope of living in God's presence without pain or suffering or sorrow. Those aren't like, well, I hope it works out. It's these rock solid promises through Jesus that are ours and they're guaranteed. So it's something that we can have 100% confidence uh, in. Yeah. And 
and that's what faith is, right? Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not yet see. Well, what about the word joy? Oh, one of my favorite words, joy. Yeah. So I recently preached uh, another sermon on this buzzword and I found in the Bible that there are kind of three categories for joy. So, you know, joy is just another word for happiness or gladness. And I learned that in the Bible, there's bad joy, there's good joy, and there's God joy. So, bad joy? Joy yeah. can be bad? Um, well, I can feel happy about doing bad things. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Have you ever giggled while you're drunk? Um, you don't have to answer that question, but you know, it, it can feel good to cross a line and maybe say something we shouldn't say or do something we shouldn't do. It's very temporary. And often, you know, the hangover comes afterwards or the regrets or the, the confession to God. So there's, there's bad joy. Then there's good joy where there's no sin in it. It's like, um, Christmas cookies. Um, unless you're a glutton, I suppose, <laughs> you know, you know, eating your, your favorite piece of pie, Thanksgiving feasts, family, friends. It's like this good thing that God gives us to make us happy. But the, um, the obvious problem with it is that it's very temporary, right? So kind of like hope as a wish, like, oh, I, I might have a great meal this Christmas. I might not. My family might have great memories, board games, holiday movies, or someone might get sick. So it, it's good. It just doesn't last long enough, which is why the Bible normally focuses on the last category, God joy, which is the happiness that we can experience because of God's constant presence. So the angel comes in Luke chapter two and says to the shepherds, I bring good news of great joy. Christmas cookies in a manger. <laughs> right? Like, no, the shepherds would have gobbled them up and it would have been over. But no, good news of great joy, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. So just these constant blessings of being loved by God, being forgiven by God, having heaven as our home, being redeemed and justified and sanctified and safe and saved. That's like God joy. So I, I love this. The Psalms talk about this all the time, right? We're, we're rejoicing always, not because life is always good, but because God always is there with us. I heard someone uh, once say that joy is different than happiness because you can be joyful while you're sad. Mm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think it's kind of a mixture, right? So you go to a funeral of a, a dear Christian friend who's died. There's like this mixture in your heart, I think, of, of deep sadness and loss. But there's also this happy feeling of knowing, well, he's not suffering anymore. Or my loved one is, is looking at the face of God in this very moment. So it's not like you have to, the, the Christian doesn't have to choose between happiness and sadness in hard times. They kind of coexist because we have this constant promise from a, a good God who says, rejoice always. I'll, I'll say it again, rejoice because the Lord is near. How about tackling peace? Oh, yeah. You, know, you think of peace as the opposite of war. So. If there's no conflict, if there's no tension, if people aren't going back and forth at each other, um, there's the, you know, what, what do you, in the old beauty pageants, right? That was the joke. If you could have one wish, what would it be? It would be peace on earth, right? <laughs> people would stop fighting. I don't know if you've been on social media recently, but I'm not sure if like peace has come to earth just yet. I'm not sure if you're listening right now and you've read the headlines. Um, <laughs> no, no one seems to get along these days. And so it seems like peace is just like, it's out of our reach. 
except the Bible calls Jesus the Prince of Peace. So if he comes and lives and dies and rises for us, so there's no conflict with, with God. It's like he's not mad at us. He's not turning his back to us. Um, we At our church, we always use that blessing from Numbers chapter 6 at the end of our services. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and may that give you peace. So to me, peace is knowing that in this crazy world where everyone's at each other's throats, like, God isn't at my throat. He's not getting back at me. He's not punishing me. Jesus forgave my sins. So I have this perfect unity and happiness in my relationship with God. So why can't we just uh, go experience the peace of God and just leave behind this world? Mm. <laughs> just say goodbye to it. Come quickly, right. Lord Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think we have one more. Uh, that's the word love. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, that's... The Bible says that God is love. So, I mean, that's a pretty simple equation to understand God, but that kind of implies, you know, what the word love means. Um, our, our culture would tell us, you know, much like it would define hope in the wrong way. You know, love is a feeling. So your wife's name is Linda, correct, Bruce? That's right. Like many, many years ago, you know, Bruce fell in love with Linda and I'm hoping Linda fell back in love with you. I don't know the whole story. <laughs> well, you guys cross paths. I'll, I'll tell it to you sometime. It's, uh, it's interesting. I, I think everyone would like to hear that. Some Maybe that's our next episode. Not behind the series, but behind the scenes of Bruce and Linda's happy marriage. You would love it. Not. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to her about it. I'll, I'll reach out after this episode's done. <laughs> yeah. So love, um, you know, in our culture, it's a feeling I fell in love or I don't you know, I'm not in love with her anymore. It's just like this out of control Cupid's arrow. But yeah, the Bible doesn't talk about that at all. The Bible really defines love as doing what is best for another person. So if I do what's best for my wife or my daughters or my enemy or a total stranger, that's love. Um, if I snuggle with my daughters before I put them to bed to make them feel safe, that's love. If I raise my voice and discipline them and take away their screen time because I'm trying to raise them up to know the difference between right and wrong, that's love. Um, if God blesses us with sunny days and a great Christmas because he wants to show us his kindness in his heart, that's love. And if he disciplines us for our good and he takes away something because we're relying too much on a good thing instead of on God joy, well, that's love too. Right? So just a simple definition, doing, doing what's best. It might be pleasant. It might be very painful. But when we do what's best for another person, that's love. So when the Bible says God is love, it's, it's just saying he, he always does what's best. Always. When he gives, it's for the best. When he takes away, it's for the best. We can always praise God, love him, and find our joy in him because he's constantly loving us and doing what's best. You know, thinking about these four words and going into the month of December, always reminded that there are a lot of people who really struggle around Christmas time, mm. whether it is, you know, they're discouraged, uh, maybe even uh, experiencing depression, uh, suicidal thoughts. Mm. What's one thing that would kind of encapsulate these four words that you would say to them? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Bruce. The holiday is really like a season, right? Where you, you tend to go in one of two directions. You love it or you really don't. 
if you have great family and friends, it's like time off work to be with those you love. That's amazing. And let's say you've lost your spouse or you come from a dysfunctional family, like you kind of dread what the holidays are. Um, I think all four of these words that we've been talking about are such great comfort to people who are struggling at the holidays. Like maybe next year, you're hoping next year is a better year, but who knows? But you have the hope of God being with you. Maybe you don't have a lot of good joy. Let's say you don't have a lot of money. You lost your job. You're sick. You got COVID. You're missing someone. Oh, but you still have God joy because he's present. Let's say things at work are crazy. People are yelling at each other. Your family's divided because of politics. There's no peace. Ah, but you still have peace through Jesus. And let's say you're part of a family that doesn't always do what's best for each other. People are selfish. They're taking. They just, they're in it for themselves. But here's a God who's always doing what's best for you. So to me, it's just like this universal good news. Only certain people get kind of the better parts of this life. But these four buzzwords remind us that in Jesus, all of us can have the best parts of the spiritual life. Hope, peace, love, and joy. Well, thanks, Pastor Mike. Uh, over the course of the, uh, this month, our listeners can uh, watch or listen to this entire series, read the transcripts by going to our website at timeofgrace.org. Hey, we've got, also got some amazing news uh, for the month of December regarding a challenge grant. Pastor Mike, well, why don't you tell us about it? Yeah. Oh, December is kind of a, it's a big deal for Time of Grace. It sure is. Have you heard? You've been around Time of Grace more than I have. Do you, do you hold your breath waiting to see like how amazing people are again? <laughs> or do you get nervous? Yeah. Do you hope they're, they're going to be generous and support our work? It's just been amazing how generous uh, people are who support Time of Grace. And we have these generous uh, donors who give us this challenge grant mm-hmm. and then invite others to match it yeah. and uh, to, to double its impact. Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening and you don't know, um, this December, we have a $450,000 challenge grant. So some incredible people who love Jesus who love you, who love the work that we're doing at Time of Grace, they've put up almost a half million dollars and they're challenging the rest of us to see if we can hit that number to expand the impact of what Time of Grace is doing. So yeah, it's a great time. Like if you're looking for a cause to support, uh, we'd be humbled and honored if you could support us as we try to bring more Jesus and more grace and let's throw the buzzwords in there, more hope and more peace and more love and more divine joy to more and more people. Um, actually, too, if you're able to support us during the month of December, uh, no matter how big your gift is, if it's a dollar or 10 or a hundred or a thousand or a million, which would, which would be, were you and Linda in for a million? Did I hear that? Uh, not quite. Not That's quite. Not, I'm, I'm hoping. Be a little, little shy of that. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Whatever the amount of your gifts, uh, we have a really cool uh, gift we'd like to send you as a thank you. It's a two-part gift. Uh, number one is a spiritual growth calendar. And number two is our latest book called Words That Matter. So two of our teammates at Time of Grace, Bruce, um, Mandy and Bethany, kind of tag teamed with me for the spiritual growth calendar. Uh, you've seen it. It looks, looks beautiful. And essentially, I picked, like, if, if I could have one verse from the Bible for a person to stare at for an entire month, to read it, to meditate on it, uh, hopefully to memorize it and to put it in their heart. Like we did that and we kind of handcrafted these prayers with this beautiful art. So if, if a person gets this spiritual growth calendar, they're going to have God's word. 
and just ways to communicate with their father for the next 365 days. And then the Words That Matter booklet is basically taking the conversation that we're having today. There's these really beautiful words in the Bible. They're, they're packed with tons of meaning, but sometimes we read past them too quickly. And so Words That Matter is going to help readers slow down, really understand the words that are in God's word, and hopefully be super blessed because of it. So yeah, if you're listening, we'd love to have you jump in, uh, see if you can help us meet this December $450,000 challenge grant. We've done it before, and uh, we're praying that God stirs you so that we can do it again. Well, our listeners can get both the spiritual growth calendar, which I agree is beautiful, and your book, Words That Matter, by going to our website at timeofgrace.org. And I can see how our listeners might want to request a couple of copies of your book to tuck into a Christmas stocking or to put under the tree. Now, before we wrap up today, I'd like to hear if you have any stories uh, of people who have been blessed by God through the ministry of Time of Grace. Oh, all right, Bruce. I was thinking of my favorite story for this month and it involves you. Say what? Yeah. My favorite story for the month involves you actually. And it's a quiz question. All right. I'm going to give you some numbers and I want you to see if you can tell us the story. Here are the numbers. 2,100, 517, 6.7 million. Can you name the amazing time of grace story, which I feel this is like a game show with Dr. Bruce Becker. <laughs> name yeah. that story, Bruce. Yeah, except I'm supposed to be asking the questions of you. <laughs> does that ring a bell or should I help out? No, no, it does ring a bell uh, because it is really exciting. And it's uh, the time of grace devotional plans, both print and video that are on the version Bible app. Mm. The 6.7, which is now 6.8 million plan completions. These aren't devotion completions. They're entire plans that have been completed by people all over the world. It is just an amazing uh, technology tool that we've been blessed to be able to use. Man. Did I yeah, get it so, right? Did I, get I think it right? so. What the, the 2100 were, are there's 2100 different ministries that contribute to the version app, right? Time of Grace has personally contributed 517 plans. Yep. And total, I'm sorry, I'm glad you have the updated number, 6.8 million, not just daily devotions, but completed plans, 6.8 million. That is so insane to me, man. It is. And uh, it, just speechless as to how God is getting the word through this Bible app to people around the world. Hmm. And I, I, heard a, I heard a story that uh, people in North Korea, and North Africa, which are almost entirely Muslim countries, are doing plans, mm -hmm. and they're completing the plans, and they're hearing the gospel, the good news of Jesus, in these places that you think there are no Christians. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I was at my life group, my, uh, my small group on Monday night, and there's a young woman in our group named Pina Luck. Um, she's from Bangkok, Thailand, and you might recognize that name because she, she translates some of our plans into Thai. And, you know, we've heard amazing things about how many people are reading those plans in Thai, but it was really cool when, when pop, when Pina Luck was telling me how much it meant to her to be able to like meditate on God's word as he's translating it from English into Thai. And, you know, you hear these big numbers, 6.7, 6.8 million. Wow. That's really impressive. And then you remember, oh yeah, like every one of those is a person like pop who's actually reading the Bible and finding hope 
and peace and joy and God's love in those devotions. So man, that that just got me excited. The version people are that's pretty sweet what they're doing. And it's uh, pretty cool to be partnered with them. I agree. And I would say that's, is that you're looking over the past year, would you say that that is uh, one of the best blessings that God has given this ministry or you got any others? It's close. I actually went through, um, I knew you were going to ask me this question. What was my favorite story of the year? Which I thought was an absurd question to ask because (laughs) God is so good to us. Um, I actually scrolled through my email file because I try to send our team out a monthly email with all these amazing testimonies that we hear from people who are impacted by the ministry. And actually, I want to pick a different one than the version one. Uh, two or three weeks ago, one of my really good friends named Allie was baptized at our church. Um, Allie's got just this amazing story. Um, he, here we are in front of the church. I get to baptize her in a Jesus name. Everyone's you know going crazy clapping people are crying left and right and you know just just being there giving her this huge huge hug that I didn't let go for a long time after her baptism and thinking just one person's soul makes me so happy to see connected to God and then you know you and I get to be part of this ministry called time of grace and you know people who are listening and praying for us and supporting us and giving to this challenge grants like if it was just Allie if, if we gave a million dollars and it just helped connect this amazing friend of mine to the amazing gospel, that would be worth it. And yet it's not just her, you know, God is so generous with us that there are so many alleys and Pina Lux and people on the U version app and people reading emails or watching grace talks or catching us after Saturday night live in Milwaukee or watching in Chicago or tuning in in Cleveland. It's like, all over the world, all over the country, all over the state of Wisconsin. There's men, women, there's young, old, there's people brand new, longtime Christians. And like God puts us right in the middle, despite all of our sins and flaws. So I I think that just overwhelmed me. Like I was so happy to be up there to baptize Allie. And she is just one of millions of people that we get to connect to this amazing God through the work of his son, Jesus. That's amazing. Why don't you wrap it up for us today? Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bruce and I love uh, catching up each month and sharing a little preview of what's coming up on the TV program. Uh, Yeah, once again, we are certainly blessed, not just by your listening and by your prayers, but if at any point during our conversation, you thought of someone maybe who needs a for sure future and some hope or is not very loved by their significant other and they need some unconditional love like from God, you know, we'd love for you to, to share this, to, to rate, review this podcast, maybe just to copy the link, send it to someone you know. Um, so often God reaches people not directly from us to them, but from us through you to them. So I hope you can be a good evangelist, share the good news about Jesus, and we're blessed to have you take some of your precious time to be with us today. So thanks for your time, Bruce. I hope you and Linda are doing well, still falling in love with each other every day, doing what's best. I'm gonna, it, gets, it gets better as you go. I think Linda's going to five-star rate and review this podcast for sure. <laughs> sure she will. <laughs> All right, Bruce. Thanks for your time. God bless right. everyone. Have an amazing day.